Welcome to episode 25 of the BSN Rams podcast. I'm Nick Nedbalski, Nick Patnode with you once again. Nick, we took a little bit of a hiatus, but now that uh, men's basketball is through with their season, we've had some time to kind of digest what took place there at the end of the NIT. Um, CSU losing in the second round to CSU Bakersfield. Um, their season ends with a record of 24 and 12. Um, I mean, let's just try and sum up this season in which the Rams, you know, underwent a huge roller coaster of a season and yet they found a way to overachieve. Yeah. I think that's, that's the one word I would use to describe it as overachieving because you and I both sat here, everybody in, it seemed in the city sat there when, when we found out about, uh, you know, the, the ineligibility of the three players after for the second half of the season. And we thought, well, it's over. There's no way. Um, lucky to win five games and they came out and they proved everyone wrong and they made a great late uh, season push and they won a ton of road games and they made it to the NIT and uh, to the championship game both in the regular season and in the in the Mountain West tournament and then they went to the NIT and they got to the second round and um, you know lost to a, a really good Bakersfield team who you could very well see in the tournament next year um, but it's a great season a great way to send Emmanuel and Gian on their way hopefully those guys get a chance to play uh, at the next level somewhere, um, you know, just two tremendous guys with a lot of heart and talent. Um, but, you know, a fun season to watch, uh, but an emotional one starting starting with the, the very beginning of the, of the season when Gian was, uh, you know, had, had a little bit of off-the-court troubles, and then we roll into the ineligibility, like I said, and, you know, just a uh, a season I don't think anybody's going to forget anytime soon, and definitely a couple of seniors that will be on people's minds for a long, long time. Yeah, you got to give a lot of kudos to Gian. I mean, he could have easily, had, you know, hung his head the rest of the season, and you know, it, it would have been over for the team had he done that. But you know, he came out and basically, along with Emmanuel, took you know, put the team on his back and you know, carried him to one of the, you know, the most bizarre, but also maybe the most successful seasons um, that the, that the school has ever had. Um, you know, Gian, of course, winning the Mountain West Player of the Year award, but yesterday was also named. AP honorable mention um, by, you know, the All-America vote. So, you know, well-deserved for him. Only the fourth Ram to ever do that most recently was uh, Colton Iverson, of course, in 2013. Uh, But, yeah, I I definitely think he has the tools to play at the next level. I don't know, you know, NBA-wise where he would fit. But, you know, I I think at the very least he would be um, an international star for for a handful of years, I would hope. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, these guys have, I think that's where they'll, both of them will start is playing overseas, but I think they definitely have potential to, to, uh, to come back once, once they get a few years, uh, over there under their belt. But, um, you know, hats off to that team, that entire team, but we wake up, uh, today with, with apprentice Nixon led Rams team that will return mo- most of their starters for the next year. Uh, and, and we'll have, guys back who were ineligible, and then a whole bunch of transfers that can actually suit up and play some minutes for the Rams. So a lot to look forward to, I would think. Yeah, Prentice, J.D. Page, Nico Carvacho, who, I mean, I believe he he did take some steps this year, but next year, you know, he'll have a full year under his belt. He'll be a sophomore. I think if he, you know, plays as big as he can, I think this could very easily be a yeah. tournament team next year. Absolutely. If they, if they do everything right off the court, yeah, absolutely. Because they showed it this year. There's some scary good guys. I think Devacchio Butler is just waiting to bust onto the scene and, and show everybody what he's got. I mean, he's a, he's a freakish athlete. And Che Bob, I think he's got NBA talent. Yeah, uh, but Eustachia said that about him, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. it's a, yeah, a lot of good good pieces to puzzles on that team right there. So. Yep, so we'll look forward to that in the coming weeks and months. But for now, we're going to jump right into 
to spring ball here. Um, we've already underwent the first four practices for, for Mike Bobo and company about a quarter of the way through the 15 practice um, session. I mean, you know, I was out there for, for practice number one. I was out there yesterday. You can't really um, tell, you know, exactly what's going on, who looks great. You know, this is mainly just work and repetition and guys getting back into form. You can't really say, oh, my God, well, you know, the, the defense had a great day. Stevens, you know, picked these guys apart. I, I, I don't really think you can do that. But we're, we're just going to go over, you know, some initial notes here and thoughts that I've had. And I think, number one, Colin Hill's back out and throwing. He's in seven-on-seven seven seven work. Um, you know, obviously he's still a ways out with the, uh, the ACL recovery, but I mean, my goodness, I kind of forgot how pretty of a ball he throws. And, you know, I, I look forward to Nick Stevens having another great year, but, you know, Colin has just kind of demonstrated that the quarterback position is in good hands after next season. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm hoping what we see this year is Colin Hill get the red shirt and wear it for a full year so that he can come back after this coming season. 100% healthy. They don't have to rush him back into playing time, and he can take the time to rehab and really, really develop under Nick Stevens. And uh, and I hope that they put J.C. Uh, Robles as the backup guy because, uh, you know, Nick Stevens clearly is going to get the nod. Um, but that would be the ideal situation. And, uh, you know, I think they're really well set at that position. But, you know, like like you said, spring ball is one of those things that, that you, really the only headlines worth paying attention to are guys progressing from injuries, who goes down with an injury, and those kind of things. Uh, because there's always that player who does really, really well in spring ball, catches eyes, shows up to the spring game, he looks really hot, and then you never see his name again because he's just no no good in the yeah. regular season. It's so. like training camp in the NFL. You have to take everything with a grain of salt. You know, yeah, you'll have a few of those spring ball darlings, if you mm-hmm. want to call them that, but, you know, we're still a ways out from, from really getting into meaningful stuff. But second point here with the ACL injury of Marvin Kinsey late last season, um, Mike Bobo is giving plenty of opportunity to Rashad Body, Darius May. Um, I think they're going to be in good shape in the running back position with, of course, Dalen Dawkins and, and Izzy Matthews expected to have another big year. But you're going to need a third running back to uh, to give those guys a break every now and then. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, this last year they had three guys constantly rotating, and it was fantastic. Um, and, you know, I would expect – that the, that the running back position is going to be much the same as it was last year. A lot of healthy competition and and some really really speedy uh, guys who who are quick at making decisions and and uh, that that position is going to be in, in good hands. Yep. Next point here, um, just in the in the bit of conversation that we've had with Nick Stevens, I mean that this is his team now as it was I think at the end of last year, but you can really tell in his demeanor that you know. That, that you know he's in he's in control of this team. Yep. As he goes, this team will go, and you just hope that you know that that slow start that he's kind of had the last two years is is done with. Well, I you know my my thought is because everybody and, and I think Bobo said, oh Nick's we've got all the confidence in the world in Nick, and and you know he senses that and he's able to come out more confident than he ever was. But is that really true? Because they said the same thing last. I mean. Granted, all through fall ball, spring and fall ball, they said, I don't know who the starter will be. We don't know. And they announced it that when Nick Stevens ran onto the field in the showdown last year. Um, So from the jump, he didn't really have feel like he had confidence from the coaches. But after what happened last year, when Nick was benched and didn't get his turn until after Fatone and Colin had both gone gone down, uh, does he really have any confidence from the coaches? How can you after something like that happened? I mean, he's got to have in the back of his mind, because it's been shown to him, if he doesn't play well, it's over. 
So I don't know. I don't buy into that. I think Nick Stevens is going to have the same worry that he had last year, that his job's on the line, that he could lose it at any minute, because that's how Bobo coaches. Yep. So um, I, I, uh, I hope that they really are instilling a sense of confidence and that he is buying in, because if that's that case, what we saw late last season, Nick can be a phenomenal quarterback. But if he doesn't have the confidence and it's not being instilled in him, then guess what? It's over. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm a little worried. I'm a little eerie about it. Until I see Nick come out in the first game of the season and play like a true... Because usually what happens with the Rams, for how many years, I mean, the quarterbacks come out and they have a rocky start before they really, really heat up. Even Garrett Grayson had a rocky start, but, you know, um, but we'll see. Well, the first four games are, you know, Oregon State, CU, (laughs) Alabama. Abilene Christian, you know, for as much as we've called them, you know, a layup, that's... I mean, that's that's a good team. We talked about that yesterday, and, you know, they're going to be scary. So, you know... It's going to be interesting, to and see it comes how it a week comes earlier out. because they weren't right. supposed to start until the first of September. But now they got a game on August twenty sixth, and yep. it's against the Power Five school. So yeah, uh, boy, it's gonna it's the season's gonna start and start fast. And I think Bobo realized that, and that's why he did a little switching around and got a bye week in there because twelve straight would have been no yeah. fun. Yep. Um, final point that we'll discuss: Deontay Clyburn. Great, great story here. You know, was out with uh, with blood clots all of last year. Um, really, the leader of this defense, and you know. He didn't take one snap last year, which which says a lot, you know, about his character and what the team sees of him. And he's going to be instrumental in taking over that leadership role of the defense that lost a guy like Kevin Davis from a year ago. Yeah, and I mean, that's an instant boost on the defensive side of the ball because now they're not searching for a leader. They've got one that they can rally behind from the start and spring ball all through fall camp. So um, great to see him back on the field. And if you watched uh, CSU last year, or even if you watched their video production, The Grind, you saw Deontay in the locker room being the hype man for these guys. I mean, even though he wasn't taking snaps, he was giving them speeches and puppet them up. So I, that's a guy right there that, uh, in my mind, is easily the difference between the defense kind of being middle of the road and the defense being top tier, you know, in the Mountain West. Yep. One final note as we look even further ahead to 2018, um, Preston Williams is one large human. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you, you talk about a guy that dwarfs – Michael Gallup, who is a physical specimen yep. of his own, and you know we don't really want to talk about practice right now, but I mean he he's made some phenomenal catches. the 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 skill set and the tools are there. You know, Colin Hill, here's here's your favorite toy. Right. I hope you're getting a yeah. good look at it now. Right, it makes you wish that they didn't have NCAA rules about sitting out. You know, because right. we could use them immediately. But uh, but if if Colin does redshirt this year, and and obviously Preston will sit out. 2018, we could see another Higgins Grayson type matchup. I mean, you know, type duo yep. out there on the field, which would be huge for this team. Yep. So, well, that's going to do it for this one. We thank you guys for listening. See you back here next week. Go Rams.